superstition, really, because I thought that if I said the Lord's Prayer and crossed myself, even though I've never been a Roman Catholic, I thought that was the right thing to do. Somehow I'd be kept safe from harm. But I never really thought about the words that I spoke. We just recited the words, parrot fashion, every day for weeks on end, for months on end, for years on end. And I guess most people that said the Lord's Prayer probably said it in pretty much the same vein. But as I was thinking about it, I was thinking that, you know, the Lord's Prayer starts off with our Father in heaven. And I thought about that and I was thinking, you know, it's really difficult if you've not had a father or if you've had a bad father to actually say those words with any degree of integrity or with any degree of genuineness. Uh, And I was thinking about the whole thing about fathers. And, uh, you know, the more I thought about it, the more I realized that in the world today, we are lacking fathers. In society today, the role of the father, I would suggest, has been undermined and and diminished. And... uh, In one of the letters that Paul wrote to the church in Corinth, he says to the church in Corinth, you know, you've got 10,000 guardians, but you haven't got very many fathers. And I would suggest that the same is true for the church today. There's not that many fathers. And uh, when I look around, I know that everyone in this room shares one fact. We've all had a father. We've all had a biological father. That's one thing that we can all say that we've had in our lifetime. And hopefully that's what we can say we've still got. But if I was to ask you what your experience of your father has been like or was like, every one of you would give me a different answer. Because everyone's had a different experience of what their father was like. And uh, that can range from a father that was absent to a father that was disinterested. But I would suggest that every one of us is shaped by the experience that we've had with our father or lack of. Now, for me, I never really grew up with a father. Uh, My mother and father split up when I was very little, and uh, my mother went to live in another country, and my father hit the bottle and wasn't really around to look after me, even though we lived around the corner. So it's not like I didn't see my dad very often, but my dad was just interested in his own life. He was interested in the drink. He didn't really have much time for me. And on the odd occasion when we did arrange for him to to see me, it was always in a pub, always in a pub. And it would always be with me sat on a step somewhere at the bottom of the stairs with a bottle of coke and a packet of crisps and that was it I wouldn't see him he'd just be just the whole afternoon he'd be in the pub and I used to come home and think what was the point in that more often than not if he said he wanted to meet me I'd sort of sit on the wall over at St Mary's Butts if you know St Mary's Butts and wait for about two or three hours and he wouldn't turn up so that was my experience of of having a dad not a very good one and maybe some of you can identify with that I know, you know, that there's uh, a lot of kids nowadays that grow up without having a father. And I think I remember as a teenager, a lot of girls who I knew at that time were having kids and all the rest of it. And it was very much the case that, you know, okay, you got a kid, you don't need a dad. You know, you can get a house, you can look after the kids on your own. Who needs a dad? And uh, I think if you went to any prison, anywhere in this country, I don't care where it is, 
You ask how many people that are in prison today, how many guys that are in prison, I guarantee you the vast majority of those guys never had a dad. They never had someone that they could look up to. They never had a role model. They never had a father figure. They never had any discipline. And discipline is one of those things that sort of it's a word that we shy away from. But kids need discipline, loving discipline. There's so many ills that we can see that besets our society today. And in my opinion, this is just my opinion, a lot of it is down to the fact that there are no fathers. Children need fathers. The church needs fathers. We all need fathers. But more than just a father, we need a, a, we need a, a godly father figure. We need someone who can represent to us and mirror to us what our Father in heaven is actually like. Because when we think of what God is like as a father, when we think of him as a father, the things that spring to my mind is that God gives us love. He gives us security. He gives us a foundation. He gives us peace. He gives us acceptance. He gives us intimacy. He gives us all of these things that probably so many of us at some time in our life has craved from our own fathers but never really got. But one thing that I found when I became a Christian, the thing that really blew me away more than anything else, the thing that I found was so incredible, the thing that really it took me a while to get my head around was this fact, is that the God that we believe in wants to be our dad. The God that we believe in wants to be your father. In the book of Psalms, it says that he is a father to the fatherless. And again, in the Psalms, it says that even your own father and mother, although they may forsake you, I will receive you, says the Lord. It amazed me to think that the God who made the heavens and the earth who put the sun, the moon, and the stars into their places, who separated the land from the water, the almighty God who sits enthroned above the circle of the earth, who is unapproachable because of his majesty and his might, yet still wants to be your father. He is almighty and all-powerful and unapproachable, and none of us can approach him, really, because sin separates us from him. But the, 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 thing that, the thing that's so amazing is that the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he sent his only son so that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. I don't think there's any religion that I can really think of where you are invited to call the maker of heaven and earth Father. In fact, you know, when you think about it, Jesus was lambasted time and time again by the religious leaders of his day because he dared to call the Almighty God his Father. Well, of course, there was that father and son relationship, but this always existed. Jesus has never been apart from his Father, apart from when he hung on the cross. But the amazing thing is, is that God invites us to call him Father as well. The Bible says that we've been adopted into his family when we call on his name. And he treats us, this is, this is amazing, he treats us as if he, we were one of his own. 
He treats us as if we were one of his own. There's, there's, no, there's no difference. There's no distinction in the way God looks at us. When we call on his name, we can call him Father. I don't believe that Muslims can call Muhammad Father. I don't believe that there's lots of other, any religion, really, where you can have that level of intimacy. And that's what I think we really crave. Because everybody needs intimacy. Everybody needs to know that they're accepted. Everybody needs to know that they're all right. Everybody needs to have an arm around them every now and then. Everybody needs to be told, you know something, you're fantastic. Even when you don't feel like you are. And mums can do that really, really well. But dads can do it really, really well as well. Dads can do it really well. But the trouble is, when you grow up without that, you're missing, some, you're missing a dynamic in your life that can never, ever be replaced by anyone else. Not by anyone else. There'll always be that hole. There'll always be that, that aching, that yearning. I know for me, when I was a teenager especially, that really played a very prominent part of my life. It really contributed to, way, to the reason why I was so angry, to the reason why I became so violent. Because every time I tried to reach out to my dad, I was rejected. Every time I wanted him to hold me, he wouldn't hold me. Every time I wanted him to love me, he wouldn't love me. And I grew up with that pain and that, that insecurity. Maybe some of you knows what that feels like. But you know, when I became a Christian, that pain that I carried away around with me for so long, that anger dissipated when I realized that God wanted to be my father. Now, this isn't something that you can learn in a seminary. This isn't something that you can just read and understand because some things are caught rather than taught. Some things you can only really understand by way of experience. I can tell you these things as well as someone could have told me these things many years ago. But until you come into contact with God, until you have a revelation of who he is, until his love begins to melt your heart, you never really know what it is I'm talking about. But when you know that God has accepted you as a father... It is the most wonderful thing, the most liberating thing, the most freeing thing that you can ever know in the entire world. I just can't explain it or put my finger on it, but I do know one thing, is that God wants to be your father. In fact, God wants to be more than your father. He wants to be your daddy. Jesus said, you know, we can cry out and we can say, Abba, Father. You know, little Jewish children, when they cried out, Abba, Father, it's, that word Abba is more than just Father. It's more than just sort of like looking at God as a kind of authority figure. It's actually daring to believe that God is loving, wanting to love you so deeply, so intimately, that you could snuggle into him and actually say, Daddy. I tried to call my dad that once in my life and I never ever did it again because of the reaction I got. Never ever would I dare to do it after that reaction. But when I became a Christian, I didn't have to dare to call God daddy. 
He asked me to call him it. What a revelation. What revelation. I can't tell you how freeing that is. I can't tell you how much that can set you free to have that revelation. And I think it's a revelation that everybody in the world needs. It's a revelation that everybody in this country needs. It's a revelation that everyone in the church needs. Because religion can only take you so far. But having a relationship with Jesus and knowing God is your father can take you into the stratosphere. It can take you into eternity. So I would want to invite anyone here today who's listening to my words and thinking, you know what, I kind of that resonates with me. I kind of understand where you're coming from. Or even if you had a dad and maybe, you know, things haven't been so good. I want to say one of the things that really needs to happen in this whole relationship is forgiveness. Forgiveness is the key to, to the Christian life. You know, forgiveness is epitomized by the cross. Jesus said when he hung on the cross, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they're doing. Even when they were hammering nails into his hands and feet, he was still forgiving. And I think, you know, I know from, from, from my own experience, because I am a dad, that I haven't always been the best dad. And uh, I know there's been times in my life when I haven't been the best I know that there's things I could have done that I didn't do, and there's things I didn't do that I could have done. I think if you're a dad and you can resonate with that, you need to forgive yourself. I think if you're a person that was abandoned by your dad, or you feel abandoned by your dad, let me tell you the one thing that can really help you is to forgive him. Because your dad is not perfect, and he never will be. You see, the thing is with my dad... He was absent, but his dad was absent. And his dad before him was absent. It's very difficult to pass on something that you've never received yourself. So if you've got that kind of dad, you need to forgive him. You need to forgive him and let it go. Because sometimes if you don't do that, it just there's that kind of that hold in your life that no matter how hard you try to press into God, you can't do it. Because there's always that there's always that cloud hanging over you. If you've got a dad like that, you need. You, I'm not saying you need to forgive. I'm saying it would be a good idea to forgive him. It would be a good idea to forgive him. And if you're that, and if you're a dad that's not been so good, forgive yourself. Forgiveness is the key. But the one thing I want to finish with this is that God is good. God is good. He really is. He's good all the time. He'll never leave you, never forsake you, never let you down. He's a father to the fatherless. He'll stick to you closer than a brother. He's proved how much he loves you because he, for what he did for you on the cross. No one else could have done that. Took your sin upon himself so that even though you and I, the guilty one, could be set free. That's how much he loves you and he invites you today to call him Abba Father, Father Daddy. So let's bow our heads, let's pray. If there's, if there's anyone here today who feels that the words I've spoken really sort of resonates, please don't, don't leave the, 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 uh, the site without 
speaking to either me or, or someone else because this really could be an opportunity to, to really sort some things out, to, re- to really kind of, for this to be like a watershed moment, a day when you really know that there was something you needed to do and you did it today. You'll never regret it. So let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you. Thank you that we can call you Father. Thank you for your Father heart. Thank you that you love us, that you care for us, that you're there to put your arm around us, to give us security, to give us hope, and to give us a future. And Lord, we can never repay what it is you did for us, but we thank you. We thank you for who you are and for what you've done. And uh, Lord, we just pray in the name of Jesus that from this day on, we would dare to call you Father. We would uh, be able to say that, that name. Amen.